Wake up, church. There's a war going on for the soul of our country, where the lies of the demonic control the narratives of our culture. Join your host, Gary Duncan, in search of the kingdom warriors of our time. Those not afraid to speak up and walk out the word of God in the face of evil. Get ready for a supernatural impartation, a spiritual download of faith and fire into your life. Welcome to the Remnant Revolution. All right, Rick, hey, great to have you, Rick. This is Rick Norris, a good friend of mine. And um, just one thing on your, your bio uh, is, you know, up here, and you've got Mr. Bluxy Vox. Is it Bluxy Vox? How do you say Bluesy. it? Bluesy. Bluesy Vox. You are a blues artist. Well, and- I'm considered, yeah, uh, vocally I go there a lot. I came up through the R&B ranks and, mm-hmm. you know, and grew up you know through the clubs and then did the circuit and then the concert circuit and blah 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 and my roots always come out in a lot of the stuff i write and record and produce and perform 40 years in the business you've seen a lot i'm sure well over actually over 40 quite a bit you're you're still a young guy i I like it yeah yeah stop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what the girl do stop Stop. you (laughs) bring it on um well i'm i'm glad uh, you accept this invitation to sit down and talk a little bit about um, the secret place, but especially what we're going through in this day and age. And mm. um, just for those watching, uh, this is my closet. This is where my clothes are. Nothing fancy, but this is my secret place, a place that I um, commune with God, that I sit and I listen and I look to hear from what he says from like his it. word. And uh, so... You know, hey, wherever you can find a place to hear God quietly without distractions, go do it. Uh, that's what the Bible says, and that's what I'm doing. Um, so what we're talking about today is how God is speaking to uh, his people as they're in the secret place, as they're um, spending time with the Lord. And what is he saying during this time of quarantine? If you're, if, if you're viewing this or you're hearing this podcast 20 years from now or 10 years from now, we are in a, we are in a major quarantine pandemic virus that's going on in this country and this world. It's pretty much shut down everything except hospitals and grocery stores and some takeout restaurants. So where we're at in this, uh, I'd like to hear from those that are really seeking after God's heart and his voice as to uh, what he's saying, you know, all across the the globe, actually, uh, whether it's in business, in politics, in government, in church, and in, in, in um, religion, and just to hear what, what he's telling this world. So that's why I brought Rick on. And Rick, uh, you've got a, a couple of books out you've written, but the one that I, I've, I've been reading is the Restoration book, and which you wrote back in 2008, I believe. 2006, 2008, and and just the first chapter. So you, I mean, it's like I'm reading something you wrote that long ago is is like spot on today that we're dealing with. So, what is God saying to you right now in this in this time we're in? What what what's it been saying to you about saying to you personally, and then saying to the church, and then saying what do we need to do out of that? Well, 
<laughs> I know that's a lot of questions. Uh, you want me to repeat? No, them? that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, I am dragging my knuckles into the 21st century, so <laughs> you might have to meander back in here. Okay. Um, seriously, um, you know, um, <laughs> the uh, the the main thrust of where we are right now. Uh, and a lot of, lot of, there's a lot of commentary, a lot of prophetic guys out there, uh, saying it's this, it's that, it means this, it means that. And, uh, some are on and I'm sorry, but some are, you know, just doing fluff. And, but, you know, let me put it this way. Uh, when Jesus, um, you know, when he was 12, he went into the temple, right? And chided. And exposed and humiliated the, the fat cat theologians hanging around the temple at that time with revelation way over their heads and they were astonished. Well, he, you know, he went home and he, he realized, well, I've got to hold, you know, for, for the rest of his, until he was 30, he, he might as well have been holding a full braided bridle of 12 Clydesdales that wanted to run, you know. Mm-hmm. All the revelation, wisdom, and zeal, you can imagine. That's why it says, the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. And he had to hold that in until he was 30. Well, when he came out, you know, he was he went into the wilderness to be tempted. When he came out of the wilderness, you would think, to start his formal ministry, you would think the first thing out of his mouth would be pretty pretty heavy on his heart and, and the main thrust of what he, where he was going to go with it. First thing he said out of his mouth was repent. And, uh, you know, that's an archaic word to us today. You know, you say repent to the average person and they, you know, they, they go different places mentally, but the general, you know, subconscious imagery is a un, you know, dirty homeless guy with a big placard walking him back and forth. In front of City Hall or something, right? Uh, movies have done good for depicting <laughs> that, haven't they? Oh, yeah. And so they've relegated that to, uh, um, you know, something uh, uh, irrelevant to our culture. And it's the most relative, I mean, relevant thing we, we need to deal with. Well, so anyway, uh, that's the big picture. And, uh, why would he lift his hand of protection? Why? That's the big question. Hmm. You know, yeah. like, uh, why did he lift, lift his hand of protection? And, uh, you know, he's always done that. You know, the Bible, the, the Old Testament says <laughs> these things were written for our admonition upon, I mean, the New Testament says the, these things were written referring to the Old Testament. These things were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world have come. So what, what it's really saying there is that, hey, you're supposed to learn from our mistakes, folks. Okay. And, and he over and over, redundantly, he dealt with Israel this way. You know, he would bless Israel so heavy, they would get distracted, busy, uh, self-centered, self-focused, myopic, right? Like I always say, it's easy to kill a white-tailed deer from a tree stand because they never look up, hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, and that's you know, and so the Mister, what I call Mister Damage, Satan, <laughs> he 
he he's he's up in that tree, you know. And most people are just do dee do. They're just going about their business, uh, fixing this and making that, and being somebody. Spiritual so warfare we're in higher places. Uh Spiritual warfare in higher places. Yeah, he's he's up there, you know. And uh, I I in one of my recent videos. Um, on one of my other channels, I, I, I mentioned that, is you know, when Satan fell, uh, you know, well, let me back up and say, you know, people say, well, yeah, what's going on right now is Satan's getting kicked out. There's war in heaven and Satan's getting kicked out of the third heaven. No, no, no. He was already kicked out of the third heaven. Hmm. He's, when he fell, he, he said, they set up in the second heaven because there, there's a, they could block the prayers of the saints. And set up stronghold. Now, for those that might not follow that talking point, I guess, or, or just the three types of heaven. Heaven is earth, yeah. right? Paul mentions that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then second heaven is where um, powers and principalities rule. Yes. Third heaven is where Jesus is. Yeah. Okay. And a lot, you'd be surprised how many Christians don't have a clue about this right, right. there in front of them the, the whole time. That's why Paul said we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And that last word in the Greek is cosmocratopoi. And I, I, you know, it sounds important. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> sounds fancy. <laughs> seriously, it's all Greek to me after all these years. <laughs> uh, but, but seriously, this is hardly the time for levity with what's going on on the planet. So I have to watch myself. I, okay. I'm a combat veteran. I found out humor helps, right? Okay. Keep the troops morale up. But, uh, so, um, David said, when I sinned, the heavens became like brass, right? Hmm. So if we break the communications, God can't get through, uh, cause he's delegated, uh, well, he ultimately he can, of course. But you know, he lift his hand of protection. But what we're looking at is God is is uh, g- delegated free will to us because we have responsibilities. We're being groomed to rule and reign with Christ. So we have a, a, a privileged mandate to bring those strongholds down, okay. right? In, yeah. in the second heaven, that's what Paul was talking about, right? He says, you know, we. We, uh, after he says that about tearing down the strongholds, uh, you know, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, right? Mm-hmm. So that's part of our mandate is to bring all that down. And of course, people say, well, if Satan was completely defeated at the cross, right? How come the devil is alive and well in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, good question. Like, why was there a snake in the garden? We're not going to go there. Don't, I can break that down. I do that in my first book. But, but the point is, um, God is so wise, he did two things. He's grooming us to rule and reign with Christ forever. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is our privileged uh, participation in the, in the fight. This is our training ground, maybe? Yes, it's an apprenticeship. And uh, a guy named Paul Bilheimer, one of the brilliant theologian, um, Paul Bilheimer wrote a book many years ago. Um, and, uh, he, well, he wrote several, you know, don't waste your sorrows. And, uh, 
but anyway, he, 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 that's what he addresses. He says, this is our apprenticeship, right? Destined for the throne is the, is the book. And, uh, it's amazing. And, and so we have this privilege of tearing down these strongholds. There, you know, it's like a mop up operation. That's what spiritual warfare is, is about. Well, if you buy into fear, you step out of, out of faith. You step out of faith and faith, that which is not of faith is sin. And of course there's grace, you know, as we grow for learning how that works. There's lots but, of lots of fear in this world right now. Oh man, and that's why I'm I'm going on. I know I'm uh, the caffeine's kicking in here, and uh, <laughs> so. But the, but anyway, so what's happening right now is very pragmatic, really, spiritually and tangibly. We're supposed to be on our knees doing what is called identificational repentance, as John Dawson in his book, "Taking Our Cities for God." Um, wrote, uh, identification repentance is we are identifying with the sins of our nation, which are many. And we're asking the Lord to forgive us. We're repenting in behalf of our nation to bring us back to where we were when at our inception. You know, I can prove to you that we were a Christian nation. Boy, that's a popular thing right now. Oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. Well, what's amazing, you're, you're, God's calling us to repent at the same time the other side is beating the daylights out of Christianity and marriage and, and those, um, foundational principles that we believe in. And it's through media. It's, I mean, we see it. Um, you can't turn the television on without feeling like, um, you know, being a Christian is a bad thing or being wealthy is a bad thing or, or believing mm-hmm. that marriage is a, is the right way to go. Man, woman only. And that's a bad thing. So, yeah, there's definitely a war going on. It's a, it's a cultural war, uh, the way I, from, from what I see, but, you know, we're fighting two types of wars. You know, we got the spiritual part, but we also have where we're on the, earth trying to do good yeah yeah well it it always you know ends up on terra firma you know whatever's going on in this in in the heavenlies will manifest here very few people ever put that together they don't press in far enough to break through explain that just a little bit deeper all right an example example of that cs uh, pardon me yeah example that'd be good uh you know c.s lewis Right. First time he read the New Testament before he got, you know, saved. Uh, he said, Oh, I see. The universe is at war. Right. And Churchill, he saw the connection. Churchill, he, why would he quote what we've been talking about here in Ephesians as the allies are crossing the channel to go invade Normandy in World War II? <laughs> he quoted, we battle not against flesh and blood. But against power, principality, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. Well, why? It sounds like he's he's endorsing non-physical combat. In other words, it you know it's a, it sounds like a contradiction. Well, what he was saying is, no, we're going to the source, baby. They knew. Yeah, you know I mean, people don't know this. Uh, Hitler was in radically into the occult. I'm talking Satanism. 
He had uh, necromancy going on. They had human bones and their rituals, all of that. That's historically documented. Hmm. And many and many of his cadre were involved in it. And so he he uh he had the spirit of the world the, the, and the devil himself helping him to sounds take familiar. over the planet. Sounds familiar. Uh it sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we won't so go Churchill there. and the, yeah. So uh the bottom line is they knew what they were dealing with. So in answer to the, to, to that, you know, we're, we're in a war. Satan hates your guts, wants to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sounds trite. And, but, uh, this is real. This is real well, combat. And it's actually a privilege to be involved. You, you, you say it's kind of trite, but that, you know, when you read the word and it says we're in a spiritual battle, I don't, I mean, I look at that and I go, Hold on just a second. Don't you just love this? You set your clocks not to go off and I get a you reminder. That. I got to drink my water. Got to drink my water so many <laughs> gallons a day or whatever. Oh, you're just on my regiment? Yeah, yeah, just trying to be healthy, you know. I, I got that. you. Hey, when I said trite, what I meant was that cliche. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not not what we're talking about, obviously. Well, you know, as I look at that, look at reading that and, and experience this culture we're in, you, it really brings it home when you look at that and you say, this is some of the stuff we're coming against right now, um, is, is so above our heads that, uh, logic can't explain it sometimes. And you're like, this yeah. is just crazy. And that's so, what the second book is I'm trying to reveal in the second book. Yeah. So as we, as regular Christian, I call them regular Christians, you know, we, that, when I say regular Christians, it's just my own thinking. Um, I got you. Is that we're well, kind of like this. When I was out at the store, uh, one of the local hardware stores, you had people that were covered with masks and gloves and just like yeah. you thought we were under attack. And then you mm-hmm. had other people that were just walking with no protection and, and you sure. know, uh, people of older age, which are more susceptible to what's mm-hmm. going on, to the war that's going, mm-hmm. that's attacking the older people mainly. They were walking around with no protection. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah. it was a surreal situation where you had two different worlds of, in the same space. Two levels of fear. Two levels of fear. One may have not been fear at all. Just like. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, you know, I was one of those crazies that didn't wear masks and gloves. And I'm like, you know, I guess I could be bad for that. But at the same time, um, you know, I try not to use religion as any kind of protector. But I don't know. It's just it's it's, I wasn't going to succumb to the fear that was being perpetrated upon the people uh, to this country, you know, that we're seeing really pushed oh. on this country. It's a spirit of fear on this country is gripped yeah. the world. And at some point you look at it and you go, how much of that is really manufactured fear? And how much of it is actually, you know, be smart, wash your hands, don't cough in people's faces, you know, don't lick your hand and smack somebody in the face. Something, you know, something stupid. Just just protect yourself because our bodies have to fight off naturally. God created our bodies to fight viruses. Mm. You know, and healthy people can fight the virus 
and it's actually helps them from what I understand is because you create an antibody and you in your body naturally fights it off. It's the people that can't because their immune system and their, their bodies are struggling. Um, anyway, I, I, I go off a path there, but, um, anyway, it just was, it struck me. Well, weird. no, it's not, that's not going off the path because, uh, what you just touched on is the, one of the most important things that you can know as a Christian or I mean, period, but an unbeliever is not going to even give it credence. So as an, un, as a believer, let me just say to the body of Christ that the only weapon, think of this now, the only weapon that the devil has is fear. Now that doesn't mean he can't use other people against you that are in neutral. You know, if they if they don't know the Lord, they're in neutral. He can jump in and drive around, <laughs> try and run you over. You know, but uh, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's good. Um, so, but the only thing he has is fear. And I, I'm this is going to sound a little over the top, but I am anyway. Deal with it. <laughs> um, my life has been. Over the top. I mean, just miracles uh, on miracles. And in the process, uh, I have had uh, to deal with everything from principalities to imps in, in the spirit realm. You know, spiritual warfare on a scale that most people don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. Even most Christians mm-hmm. uh, discerning a spirit, the real gift, not the not the one that a lot of people. <laughs> claim they have in the church uh, you know we're anyway i won't go there but uh so um the you know i've had them come on and do think come at me and do things <laughs> that are you know in the physical realm really what did paul mean when he said he wrestled with demons at ephesus hmm. well you ask most people even most christians to go well he we had issues we all have issues that's not what he was talking about. And I, you'd be surprised what he was talking about. There are physical attacks. I mean, I, I've kept a little survey, personal survey going for years about people who have had certain, uh, uh I don't want to use the word, um, well, the same pattern of attacks, physical attacks mm-hmm. from, uh, the fallen ones, demons, uh, and they they all describe the exact same thing, hundreds of them, right? Yeah, there's. Um, I mean, I've heard that by many people. There's one guy I listen to occasionally. Um, I'll think of it in a minute, but he he talks about that very thing being physically attacked by uh, the demonic. Yeah, and most Christians are so nominal in their in their their in, they lack intimacy with god that's the best way to say it they okay. they lack intimacy with the spirit of the lord uh because they just haven't spent time with them you know they they do christianity they go to church they're involved in the church they do stuff in the church and it's you know and they pray they you know they have a little devotional time and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing but <laughs> they don't, don't press in there's, there's not a massive encounter on a yeah. regular basis yeah well, there's a difference between, yeah, there's a difference between believing and, uh, and, uh, even pursuing. But, and what you, the word you used, and that's an encounter. You want an encounter, 
and you pursue an encounter, eventually you're going to break through. <laughs> and he's going to show up and, you know, he blew my little game out of the water. I had a sovereign conversion. I was a criminal. And he showed up, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it was a whole nother ball game then. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. If you liked what you heard, please leave a comment and rating in iTunes and Google Play. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to visit www.remnantrevolution.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and keep up to date on important events and programming. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Remnant Revolution. Till next time, armor up, stand up, and speak up.